Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Pur Rocket, an iOS space game with cats, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket. One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheap code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considered lethal. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing. I put me on the map. One up gaming is who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least. Contain the hero better. Etch that in your memory. And so the one up gaming for the show. I'll contain the hero is really gonna show And we're back. Welcome. It's One Up Gaming. It's me, David. It's also Brian. A.K.A. Tom Rook Jr. <laughs> and you'll find out why I picked that name here in a little bit, because we're going to talk Animal Crossing today. Don't say that, please. <laughs> anyway, it's episode 254, so I guess I'll just say, Brian, since you went on last week, just What's been happening? How's quarantine or whatever it's called over there? Ah, uh, it's been quite a blast. Like, in a way it's been fun, but in a way it's been crazy. Because being able to have my girlfriend here, because her state's on complete lockdown. So they made a law in her state where you're not allowed to cross between state borders. But yet you are. But yet you're not. So... It doesn't make sense, but she's at work, like she works from home, so she's working from home during the quarantine outbreak, whatever. So she's been working from home here with me, so it's been a blast having her here every day. And then I got my roommate Joe, who's always here, and uh, his girlfriend Nikki, who's my best friend. All of us here, it's a little nine-year-old boy driving us crazy. But, hey, gaming has been fun. We've been able to get our card games in, and we even started playing a new trivia video game, Trivia Murder Party 1 and 2 from the Jackbox Party Pack. So it's it's been fun. It's just been crazy hectic trying to get grocery shopping done and having to put up with stupid people in the grocery stores because, yes, over here in the States, our stores have limited the number of people that go in, but at the same time, you're still dealing with idiots. 
Yeah, yeah, it's the same here. It's it's crazy. I mean, things like this happen, but they don't happen. Like, we didn't expect this big thing to happen like this worldwide, but people are going crazy over fear. I mean, they're listening to the news media. They're listening to the people who are in charge rather than using their heads and they're they're not doing things the way they should be doing. Like over here now we get protests in the States. People protesting your right to live because of our constitution and your right to thrive. But hey, if you're sick, stay home, please. Please stay home. Don't go out and protest and try to make other people sick because it just makes things worse. And please don't open your states just because you think it's safe. Give it time. But they're not listening. They're still doing crazy shit. and It's just a mess. Yeah, it's it's fun over here. It's a like, um technically classed as a key worker or whatever the hell you want to call him. And I normally do three or four thirteen hour shifts a week. And in the UK it's basically they can ask you to do up to six days in a in a row work and then you have to have one day a week off. Um, but last month I basically worked I think it was like 15 or 16 days in a row one day off then another 3 or 4 days and just because of like all the staff there was a lot of them that were ringing in sick and didn't want to come in and all this stuff so I ended up doing practically I think I was only about 6 or 8 hours off doing like 2 times my monthly sort of like work that I normally do so that was fun but did you get a pay increase at least because I know over here with essential workers is what they're calling them Nikki and uh, Joe they work in retail they're considered essential workers now too because grocery stores have to stay open and they got an increase in pay and hours but I know tonight she's got a the store closes at nine but she's got to stay until midnight because she's got to help with the entire sanitation process of re-sanitizing everything yeah no we don't get anything extra you just do your normal wage and just get your extra hours that you're working yeah well hopefully at least it helps helps people survive because over here i mean it's chaos they gave us over here in the states they gave us this thing called a stimulus check for twelve hundred dollars, and they said, "Here you go. We're thinking about doing another stimulus check, but here, this will help stimulate the economy, and this hold should hold people over for ten weeks, or two months, or whatever the ladder is." I'm like, "Yeah, people are out of work over here, unemployed. It's, it's chaos. It's right. just I, chaos." I mean, I mean, like I say, I mean, I've not really spoke to you too much um, about your private sort of life, but it's like. I believe, I might be wrong, but I believe you have a, is it an autistic child. Yep, nine-year-old. Yeah. He's out of school. Out of school for the rest of the year. The guy that we look after is just turned 23. He's almost six foot tall, 16 stone. And he got a letter from our government basically saying that he is not allowed out of his house for three months. And he's non is non verbal. He has, um, well, you'll understand like crisis and behaviours and all that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, 
and we have to wear what what are called basically bite jackets twenty four seven when we're in the flat, because he he bites and he grabs, he squeezes, and he doesn't understand the why he's not allowed out. So it's yeah, it's becoming very stressful. Um, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, little buddy over here, he's only nine, but. And he's starting to speak, but at the same time, oh my God, can they bite and can they cause some serious chaos? And I just talked to his therapist today because he's doing therapy from home now and school from home, even though it's not official school, they're still trying to help him get some kind of something. And they're sitting there and here's what they're saying. They're like, okay, some of the kids are talking to they're driving their parents crazy because they're used to going to school every day or they're used to a routine of going to work every day and things like that. And some of them are like, okay, now I get a new routine. Let's drive mommy and daddy crazy. It's <laughs> Yeah, so my work has taken over everything. Um, we got sent the, I'm going to get the name wrong, is it filament, filament, something like that, to review like a top-down puzzle sort of game. And I must have had that on my PC for about a month and a half before I even sort of played it. And I eventually got the review up on the website now. The review's doing quite well. It's the second most viewed page on the website of the last month. Um, so that's good. But yeah, it's just getting emails off people and like just apologising, saying, look, I'm very sorry, but it, it's just so hard and especially the job that I do it's you leave the house you're out of the house for 13 14 hours you come home you're absolutely knackered <laughs> so you don't actually have time to sit and play a game and then write stuff I, I, well, I generally just come home watch an episode of the Simpsons have something to eat and go to bed well like I said if you ever need if you have a whole list of games, as long as they're not too boring, like some of the simulator games and stuff, send them my way. I'll take take an hour gladly to play something. Hell, if it's fun. Like the, there's a game that we just recently got that I'm not gonna give any reviews on or anything until around May because we have an embargo on it. But that Heroes game for Switch, I don't know the exact title, full title of it, but it's addictive and fun. And so it's like, okay, well, if it's addictive and fun, I'll keep it on my Switch. If it's boring and, and stuff, I'll just give a review long enough to just say, okay, didn't like this game. Here's why. Here's what's wrong with it. Here's what I don't like about it. Here's what's good about it. And then delete it and forget about it. Yeah. Best way. Because I've also been busy, too, trying to organize. We spent the entire last two weeks reorganizing the basement which was a gaming room, but then it got cluttered with junk, and now it's a full game, gaming room slash barcade all in one. We get the retro, you know, the little mini systems that came out, the Sega Mini, the oh, SNES God, yeah. Mini. I've got, the, I've got loads of them. All those mini systems are hooked up to a mini TV by a pegboard, and the peg, ultimate goal is to hook the, peg, hook the TV up to, like, glue some pieces of wood to both sides of the flat TV, and then screw into the wood... So you can install pegs to hook it up onto a pegboard rather than screw directly into the TV and hook it up on the pegboard and then have all like the HDMI cord hanging and 
have all the systems in a basket. When you want to play a system, you pull it down, plug it into the TV, plug it into the power outlet, and turn power on. Sit the little bar stool up, pull your beer out, pop a controller in both ha- and whoever wants to play, and just sit there and play. That sounds good. I mean, like, at the moment uh, where I'm living, I've got, like, my main TV in my living room. And I've got my PS4, my Xbox, and my NVIDIA Shield in there. In the other living room, like the dining room, I've got a TV with a Dreamcast. I've got a TV with an original Xbox and a Nintendo 64, my PC. Uh, Upstairs in the spare bedroom, I've got a TV with a Super Nintendo, a Mega Drive, and a GameCube. And a TV with a Sega Saturn and something else, can't remember. Probably, did I say GameCube? I don't know. And then in my bedroom upstairs, I've got another Sega Saturn, and I've got the PlayStation 2. Oh, hey, what can I say? Retro is the best. So they're all set up. And then on my bedroom, just on display, never opened, I've got every single official mini console just, like, up on display. And it's like, for my birthday, just gone, I just bought myself the the Neo Geo Mini, the little tiny arcade-looking one, and also the Neo Geo Arcade Pro, which is like a big arcade stick with games built into it. So I've just spent another £200 on that rubbish that's just up on the wall somewhere. So is that arcade stick one worth it, though? I don't know, I've not opened it. I just have it up on display, so it's just up. Because I was debating, I saw some arcade sticks, I was googling arcade, like arcade tops, and there's some available that actually have like like hundreds of games built in, and I'm like, what is the legality of this stuff? Is it legal? It's that, like... that stuff's not legal. These, This one, I think it was about 120, 130 pound, so it'd be about 150 dollars. It's just one stick with 40 official Neo Geo games built into it. Found it. Alright, here we go. Oh, and it's got 20 extra Neo Geo games special bonus Yeah. built into it. And I know Joe knows Neo Geo. Um, but you can also like of... connect that arcade stick to your PS4, PC, or Nintendo Switch, I think, and use that as a controller. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, apparently it says you can also buy Neo Geo mini pads and hook that up to the actual oh, arcade I, I've, stick itself. I've, I've got two Neo Geo mini pads as well. Oh, that works. I was we was looking for something to int- introduce into our arcade gaming area downstairs that was legit. Oh, Walmart sells it over here. Amazon sells it. What's the price? So, how much is it over there? One hundred and twenty-nine ninety-nine. Ah. So it's basically the very similar sort of price. I think, I think mine was a hundred and twenty. Let's just see how much I paid for it. My well, it says is. you can get. It says you can get the pro player pack, which comes with two extra controllers for up to three players total, and a HDMI thingy. What's this thing? Oh, it's a plug and play thing. Whatever that. Oh, it's a plug and play to use it as a PS4 controller. Okay. Uh, so you'll be getting it cheaper than that. I paid £120, which works out at $147. But then again, 
where you live, is it like $130 plus tax? Or is, yeah, that, including, ta- is that including tax? Because UK tax prices, it includes the tax as well. Add to cart. Now let's see exactly what the tax is. And I'll tell you. Ah, there it is. Yeah, there's tax. It's like $20 extra tax. Right, man worked out at $147. Hmm. This is available at Walmart too. I wonder if you can pick it up in stores. La 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 la. Then again, there's there's those little one-up arcade machines, aren't there? The little three-foot ones. Oh yeah, those. Um, I've been seeing loads of people lately where they're clearing them off in the sh- in the shops for like fifty dollars. Really? Wow. Yeah, I don't know whereabouts they are. It's just I just see them because I I want some, but I can't. I think I would, I'd rather get like a proper arcade racing, like Sega Rally or something like that. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend, she has a relatives who has an old school pinball machine of the Adams family in their house and when we eventually move out and move into our own house part of our dream dream is to have because right now the basement that we have down there that's the game room it's enough space but then if we put an arcade machine in down there then we're going to cut the gaming table off and we're not going to be able to play card games and board games so it's like we'll just wait until we have a bigger house that's longer with a bigger basement or an extra bedroom, not an extra bedroom, but an extra room that we can have for like an arcade area. Because a lot of I found a couple of sites online where we can buy arcade machines that were either refurbished or were in arcades, or they just sell them straight up brand new that they've been sitting in their shop that they haven't been used for some pretty good prices. But even those pretty good prices are still steep. Yeah, yeah, I've always found that. The games I want, they're all fairly expensive. And then you'd have to pay like someone with a, a truck or a van to actually deliver it for you. Because they're very big oh, and heavy. The, that's the good thing about the one-up machines, though. Yeah. That's the, what I like about these one-ups. They're, they're taken apart, and you just follow the instructions on the inside to set it up yourself. So yeah. it's not... But the problem with the one-up machines is, I've been hearing, is that they're but- if you don't set it up properly, their buttons can go out quicker. Yeah. Oh, well. Cheap and nasty, that's what they are. Look pretty cool, though. Yeah, they do. I saw one in a Walmart store, and I was playing the Ninja Turtles version of it, and it was it was pretty cool. But honestly, for me, just thinking about the old-school PS2 games, Ninja Turtles was on PS2, and if you get that, it has both arcade games on the first Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, based on the 2000 series, it has the first arcade game, and then you buy the second one in the series, and it has the second arcade game. Just play with a PS2 stick, or get an arcade stick for PS2 and play it that way. But the other one that I wanted was the, uh, oh, what the hell was it? Oh, sh- It was the Marvel arcade cabinet, but they want, they want freaking $300 for that. Hmm. Yeah. But I'd love to them to do a, a Sega one with like Daytona and um, Sega Rally and you know it's an, another couple of like, their, like Indy 500 or something just like some really nice 
racing games. Yeah, that that would be a good idea. Because there's one that uh, one game that I've been dying to get from Sega that's on Switch, but it's oh crap! I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where you're driving down the California Strip. Outrun. Yeah, that's it. Right. Have you ever played the Outrun Two that was on the original Xbox and PS Two? I think it was. No, I did not get the chance to that. Somebody got me a, bought me a wheel, and with brakes and everything, but they got me two other racing games. But I think Outrun Two was one of the ones I was looking for, but I couldn't find it. I think I've got it. Must be upstairs. So the Sony Xbox games down here and. Nintendo 64 stuff, and a shit ton of just Dreamcast stuff kicking all around the room. Anyway, so, what games have you been playing? Oh, well, let's see, we start with, we start with one that I've been addicted to. I just bought a whole slew of new games on Switch, and of those, I'll start with the the really fun ones. I got Saturday Morning RPG, which I haven't played much of, but it's pays homage to it pays homage to old school, like old school cartoons in the '90s, as well as '90s games and movies, and gives references to '90s. But it's an episodic game, so it comes with four episodes in the package, and I bought it for 99 cents because hey, why not? It was on sale. Um. Wouldn't recommend paying full price for it, though. It did look good from the trailers that I saw. It was good. I mean, it's good for the most part. The combat system's easy, and the storyline's fun. But from what I've been reading online, once you get past four episodes, there's really no reason to go back unless you really enjoy the storyline. Um, I did pick up the new game... The new Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Rescue Team DX, which not much can be said about that. I love Pokemon, as everybody knows that listens. Um, But Mystery Team is pretty much a rehash of Red and Blue Rescue Dungeon from back in Game Boy Advance and the first DS version. Basically a rehash with a new layer of splashed-on color graphics. Gameplay, you can actually add more team members now to make the dungeons easier. But it's pretty much the same story, and nothing really new has been added to it that's worthy of it. If you played the originals, and you still have the originals, recommend sticking with the originals unless you really want to upgrade like with the new HD. I picked up a, a card game on Switch called Reigns, Game of Thrones, because I'm a Game of Thrones fan. Ooh, um, the original Reigns. I really love that game. Oh, is it good? Yes, yes, it's really good. And I might actually enjoy it, because I'm enjoying the Game of Thrones version, and the original Reigns is still on sale, so I might pick that up then. I'd have a um, guess it would be very similar, just it won't have all the Game of Thrones names and characters. Nah, um, the Game of Thrones one is basically, for those who have watched the show, it takes place towards the end, before the last season actually happened, where... None of the big reveals have happened. Jon Snow and Daenerys are not really knowing that they're cousins yet. And then there's a reveal in the story. But it basically takes place from the Red Witch, Red Witch's site, where 
she's seeing all these visions of what's happening and what could happen and you're basically playing through and you get to unlock like a certain perk for each character so once you unlock that perk that perk helps you because and i i never played rain so you can tell me if it, if it's so similar but in game of thrones there's four different things you have to watch over you have to watch over the people you have to watch over the military you have to watch over the 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 religion and you have to watch over the the uh military people mo- the money and if one of them gets low enough they come for your head and they try to kill you if one of them gets too high then they come for your head and try to kill you All I can remember is just trying to get, because I think you sort of like go through time and you sort of like, your descendants, you carry on with the descendants, so you're trying to survive as long as possible, ruling, and it was one of those games where I never really read or did stuff, but I just keep clicking a button and seeing what happened. (laughs) Yeah, I heard none of my good things about it, so that's why I picked it up. But I've been addicted to it because being a Game of Thrones fan, I mean, not really a fan of the show anymore after I saw the ending, but the books... I've never watched it. Honestly, you're better off watching the Witcher series on Netflix. I get hooked into that show. I'm not seeing that one either. I picked up another cute game um, that's on here called Magic Cat, which is also on sale for like a pound or two. It was on sale over here for like a dollar. And basically, you remember the old school retro games like Mario, where you get the overworld map, and then you click on it, and you got levels 1, 1, 1, 1, 2, yeah. 1, 3, like, stuff like that. Well, you click on the levels, and it's basically side-scrolling, but you have to jump, and you shoot fire, and the only attack is like a fireball, and you shoot magical fireballs at the enemies, and you have to overcome obstacles without dying, and you have to have like golden paws in order to resurrect yourself. And when you run out of those, you're automatically kicked out of the level and you have to start all the way over again from the beginning. But the storyline, basically, there's actually a story in here. Your kitty is admiring and watching over this red jewel and its magical force. And this evil monkey comes and steals the red jewel and takes off with it. Apparently this jewel is powerful, but you don't know that unless you Google because the first cutscene that you see is cat speak. Meow, 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 meow. And monkey saying ook 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 It's like okay, but it's fun. It's addicting and it's extremely hard. Like it's literally like you're gonna die a lot unless you time it right and you figure out what you're doing. Just like the next game that I've been playing, Death Road to Canada. If you like zombie and you like retro games, Death Road to Canada is a fun game because it's free playable and. Chances are you're also going to die a lot on the road. It's a hack and slash, slashy shooter thingy. It's basically like the old school Oregon Trails, but it's comical. You get to create your own characters. Like if I wanted to create David, I could create you, and I could create me. I could put us in a car together, and we start out on the road to Canada from the United States from Florida. Trying to make it to Canada in 14 days is what it says. But we have to survive a zombie outbreak, and we have to survive different choices we make along the way, and picking up people to join the crew, or having people sabotage us. But it's also got like funny little quips and things in there. So I've been playing that. 
then I also picked up the demo and just got the game Langrisser 1 and 2. Another retro RPG fan, folks. If you like, if you played the original Langrissers, you'll remember this one. No. <laughs> I don't even know what system Langrisser came out on in the first place. I've never played the originals. I just heard about, I was like, oh, tactical RPG. I am going to buy this and play it, but I haven't bought it yet. I just ended up getting the game and playing it, but it's more of a tactical game. It came out years ago, apparently. came out in Sega Genesis, and I didn't have a Sega growing up, so I didn't know about it, but it came out in the Sega Genesis. Langrisser. It came out on Sega Genesis back in 1994, but was never released outside of Japan, it said. So that's why we didn't get to hear about it. But it's a tactical RPG where you get to buy mercenaries and pay for mercenaries to help you as you further along your progress. And your mercenaries start out surrounding your character. So you get like four, mer- four five, six mercenaries per character. And you got to like do the tactical RPG thing. I've been playing that. And then I've been playing the game that we got to review called Fledgling Heroes, which I will drop the review towards the embargo, which comes around May 7th. And then the game of the month right now that really has me pulled in on Switch is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, all I can say about that game right now, i give a review here later in the podcast, but all I can say about that game right now is, wow, it's amazed me, and I played the 3DS version. 3DS version is nothing compared to this. Then I also obtained a new Rare game, thanks to help from the girlfriend. I picked up a copy of Fire Emblem Path of Radiance for GameCube from back in the day. I finally own it. I finally played it for the first time in my life. The story's amazing. I can see why this game is so rare. I mean, back in the day, they said it's rare because back in the day when Fire Emblem was first coming out, it was made by another developer, but uh, published under Nintendo, and... It wasn't as popular. People didn't really know what the hell to expect. They didn't know what to think with Fire Emblem. So it just didn't take off as much, didn't sell as many copies or whatever. And it disappeared from store shelves, and now it's rare. And people are paying upwards to 150 anywhere to 150 to $200 for this damn game. But I got it for a cheap price. Like It was still like over 100 but it was definitely worth picking up. And then the one game that is not anything related to most modern games is, since we've been quarantined, we picked up this game at the discretion of my roommate, Joe, who just briefly mentioned it, didn't expect it to be free on Game Pass, but we picked up this game on Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass had a game. And so for anybody who has Xbox Game Pass and you have friends and you're quarantined together, please get this game. It is called... Jackbox Party Pack. And let me see if I can go to my games and apps while I'm on here without disconnecting because I'm on my Xbox right now. Let's see. Jackbox Party Pack 3. And the Jackbox Party Pack 3 contains the following games. It has a game called Quiplash 2 which is basically 
how would I describe Quiplash 2? Uh, I don't know how to describe Quiplash 2. It's kind of weird. Uh, there's a game called Faking It, which is one person in your group is getting a different question than everybody else, and they have to fake being the spy in the room, so to speak, by answering legitly what everybody else is answering when they write their answers in. There's a game in there called TKO where you're designing t-shirts and you're also making little little quotes and you got to mix and match the quotes with each other's quotes and pictures to try to find the best t-shirt. But the best game in that entire Jackbox Party Pack that we've all been playing is called Trivia Murder Party. Here's, yeah, Murder Trivia Party, Trivia Murder Party, however you want to pronounce it. Some people say it differently, but there's a one and a two. This one comes with one. It's free on Xbox Game Pass. But, well, how you play is you sign into an app on your phone or your computer or your tablet, and you go to, it's not an app, it's a website it's called jackbox.tv. You sign in. When you log into the game, it gives you a room code. You put the room code in, you give yourself a name, and you hit enter, and the game begins. It starts out where your characters have been basically kidnapped by this deranged killer, and he brought you to this house. And it's a, tr- it's a round of seven or more questions. And it starts out where as you answer questions, who gets right gets money. Who gets it wrong has to play little murder games where – yeah, exactly. If you get it wrong, I'm going to kill you. The guy makes weird-ass jokes and sometimes funny jokes. Like he'll make you suffer by doing stupid stuff. Like there's one game in there. It's called Math. It's called math. And on your phone and your little touchpad or your computer, you have to sit there and you have to answer math problems one after another while you're being timed. And then he just starts he starts taunting you by going, I love math. You know, this modern day math and he's sitting there trying to say all the stupid shit to try to confuse you while you're trying to concentrate. But the whole goal is to be the only person alive by the end of the game. Basically. And everybody in the household is addicted to this game. It's it's got some hilari- hilarities to it. Like, the jokes are hilarious, but just don't play it around kids because some of the jokes can be adult content, especially in the second one because the second one, which is out on Jackbox Party Pack 6, the second one gets even more twist. Granted, there's some funny jokes, but the second one has you staying in a hotel and you have to escape the hotel. But it's just basically you're not actually moving. You're just sitting there answering qu- trivia question after trivia question. And... A lot of times he makes you play against your friends, too, where you have to vote. Like, there's one minigame where it's poison chalices. And everybody who's alive that didn't get the question wrong has to put poison into a chalice. And your friends who got the question wrong have to drink the chalice. They get to pick which chalice they drink from. And if they drink the poison chalice, they're dead. So this game has been hilarious for us. We've been playing the hell out of it when everybody's available. And it's just become fun. And that's pretty much... My games that I've been playing. Yeah. Oh, that seems a varied mix of stuff. Well, my PC seems to have frozen, so that's fun. Um, so I guess I'll just start off with the the main game that I've been playing this week. And that's the MotoGP 2020 game. It's the new one from, I think it's Milestone have made it. 
I think there are Italian developers that do a lot of the racing sort of games. And, like I say, I, I do enjoy a good racing sort of game. And, unfortunately, I love cars. And with the motorbikes, it just you just seemed as if, like, when you're sort of, like, turning left and right, it just seems to be a bit more... It just takes longer to sort of, like move you don't seem to have the like with a car you just basically point your wheels and accelerate and go whereas with the bike you've got to actually turn left or right and your rider leans before it'll start turning so there's a lot more it's harder to get the position of where you need to be on the game but yeah so that is that um i mean like i said the the game itself it looks okay, but it suffers from the same... I'd have a guess it's an Unreal Engine problem where it'll load in and then three or four seconds later the textures are popping a lot more clear. So that's annoying. Um, I believe the Resident Evil... No, no, it wasn't Resident Evil. It was the Final Fantasy VII Remake has the same sort of issue of where you can like rotate the camera around and stop and then the texture will be like a second later will pop in to be like a lot clearer yeah my PC's still not going very well there we go That's, I'll just take that down the whole screen is just well let me click off anything it's just like a static screen the recorder is still recording so hopefully it's still working um, that's my hub uh, that is my hub I'm hoping it's still recording yeah um, but it's so the MotoGP game, it looks okay. It's nothing groundbreaking. I'd have a guess it's very similar to last year's game. I think they've they've changed the handling mechanics because I remember the original Xbox. I think it was it was a UK developer. Was it Climax who made the MotoGP game that came with the original Xbox arcade? bundle to get your xbox online and that game was amazing fast fluid smooth kind of much more arcadey but it was so great whereas this one i don't know what it is it just seems a bit slow a bit clumbersome with the the handling of the of the bikes so that's my only sort of problem with that um it might just be the fact that i don't play bike games that much so it'll take a, a lot longer to click with the handling. So I'll give that another couple of days to play before I get a review written out. Um, I've got tomorrow off work, so I'll be able to put a few hours into that. Yeah, it's on Switch right now. I just looked um, when you mentioned it before we started. And the thing that it says, only thing the description says, with MotoGP 20 experience, all the thrills of the more complete than ever managerial career mode and decide whether to join a 2020 season team and race together with the official riders or join a totally brand new team. Discover more realistic physics, improved graphics, new 3D models of riders and face scans this year of the managers, plus new animations. Learn to manage gasoline and tire consumption as well. Manage your bike and suit. Find the best combination of sponsor and livery and choose colors and materials. Corden, everything's a winning style. Compete with legendary riders. There's new historic content in historic mode. 
and new gaming mode await you to let you relive MotoGP history, is what the description say. Yeah, I mean, I've only just literally loaded it up. I've had a quick go at the, a quick race. Um, I've clicked on the... There's like a history mode where it loads you into... You're a certain driver or racer. And in real life, 10 years ago, that racer might have crashed out when they were leading or something. And it basically sort of says that try and finish the race in first or try and get from fifth to first. or So it's trying to change history and things like that. I've not selected the career mode yet, so I've not gone into that. I was trying to get the handling a bit used to that before I went into it. And I've not been on the multiplayer mode, which I don't really go on multiplayer modes that much. But yeah, so Same here. I'll hopefully I'll get a review up um, in the next sort of like two or three days after this goes up. Work will always come first, unfortunately, but I'm sure that the the publishers and the PR guys they'll understand um, it's the situation that we're in at the moment. Is that the only other sort of games I've been playing are fairly old games. I had a quick go at the Pez twenty twenty. Um. Like the FIFA Ultimate Card Battle Game thing, whatever it's called. But on the PES, you don't actually have to buy the actual... Packs? You don't, yeah, you don't... Well, no, you buy packs, but you don't actually have to buy the full game. You can just download this part of the game for free and play it. And they're hoping that you buy cards to make it worth their time to have given it for free. But it's like, I don't buy stuff, I just play the game for a bit, get bored and I'll delete it after a while. But it, it's good, I, I enjoy playing it. I've played the Resident Evil 3 demo. I don't think I'll be buying the game, unless it's on sale for like £15 or something. But I agree, it's I, I totally agree with that. Not great, it's alright. And the other game... I, don't like, I personally don't like the way that they changed Nemesis. I mean, the design of Nemesis is... Was it's I I don't know what word describes it. I mean, I was reading Game Informer when I got it from my girlfriend's Game Informer, and it said in there they decided to change his look to that of a body bag, a body bag and a suit. Oh well. I'm like, okay. Um, I have, I still haven't played Resident Evil Two yet, but I heard great things from you, and I'm still looking forward to when it goes yeah, on yeah, sale. The Resident Evil Two was was fairly good. I enjoyed it. But I think my biggest problem... Resident Evil 2 Remake... It kept a lot of the puzzles and a lot of the... Environments and things. Whereas the Resident Evil 3 Remake... It seems very, very, very much... Action oriented first. But the... The aiming and the shooting... Just isn't quite good enough. It's not fast enough. For that sort of game. So that's that's my biggest sort of problem with it, to be honest. Um, but then the the last game that I've recently just put loads of hours in because doing night shifts or whatever to try and stay awake. I had my little iPad, and I've been playing the Football Manager 2020 on that, and been doing fairly well. Just need to save up a load more money and buy all new players. But that is basically all that I've been playing this week. 
So, should we go for a quick break and come back for the 10 minutes of nothing? If we have 10 minutes of nothing, then yes. Right. So, we'll be back after a few seconds. Fly through space, rescue cats, score big points. Download Per Rocket for free today. Visit www.perrocket.com. Up next on the One Up Gaming Podcast is 10 minutes of nothing. Will it be the team talking about nothing or a guest interview? Stick around and find out now. It's 10 minutes of nothing. Yeah, 10 minutes of nothing. And we're back. It's still David, still Brian. Hey guys, back again. Yeah, hopefully no more technical issues. Well, we usually do our 10 minutes of nothing and talk about news, but because of the quarantine, you guys, there's been no news other than the latest news, which digital video gaming re- revenue hit $10 billion in March. That's a lot. That's a big number. And one of the top number one games that was downloaded happens to be the game that I'm going to give a quick review on for you guys, which I got Jessica here next to me. And she's got, I got her addicted to this game series. So we want to talk about the newest Animal Crossing. Right, so since I have no idea about Animal Crossing, the last one I played was maybe on the original DS. Was it, or was that New Leaf? Uh, what, what's the new one called now? The new one called now is uh, New Horizons. But new the Horizons. There's a 3DS one called New, new Leaf, and then the DS version was called Animal Crossing... Animal Crossing. God, why can't I think of it? Why can't I think of it? What was the name of it? Wild World. Wild World. That's what it was. It must have been the New Leaf one that I played. I don't know. It was, I don't know. It was one of them. I played for about 20 minutes and turned it off. Well, being an Animal Crossing fan since the 3DS version, I had a chance to go back and play some of the older games just for the hell of it because I happened to find a GameCube version in the kicks around the house and I played it. And let's just say... Animal Crossing has been one of those games over the years that if you haven't been an avid fan, then you might not like Animal Crossing until now. Well, when it comes to the GameCube version, it was really slow to start, really slow to build up your habitat, and you had to have friends come over to your house and play their characters on your island. And, you know, there's controversy going on right now with Animal Crossing that I'll touch on a little bit, but let's just say that Animal Crossing, through the years, has been... It's been a series of different games. There's been Amiibo cards. There's been phone games. There's even been a PC game over in Japan. But the main series has always been Animal Crossing, then Wild World, City Folk, New Leaf, and now New Horizons. And I played New Leaf. I played New Leaf for... God, I'd like to say maybe two years give or take, two or three years, give or take, off and on. At first it was every day, but then my forgetful memory made me forget to check every day, and if you don't check every day, you don't get your bonuses. Well, now we get the new Animal Crossing, and whereas the New Leaf version, Jessica can agree, because she watched me play it quite a few, Just she's like, what are you doing pulling your 3DS out? I'm like, I have to check my animals, my Animal Crossing. Oh, what is that? Oh, it's just this little knick-knack of a game. And you could only play that game for maybe a half an hour before you get extremely bored. Like you said, David, you played it for maybe like 20 minutes and you got bored. It's one of those games where you get boring. Well, the new one kind of made it not boring anymore. 
like the new one. You start out on a deserted island, and it's just you and two other people come there, two other animals. And you can play with your friends on the same consoles. There's console controversy right now, though, because if you play on the same console as your friend, you're kind of locked to that island, and you cannot create your own island. So you have to have your own copy and your own Switch in order to create your own island for them to visit. But then we went and we played it. Jessica got to play my copy. She loved it. She'll talk about it, um, what she thinks. But honestly, every day, you got to check your Nook stop, which gets you Nook points. And you're still indebted to a raccoon, which is mildly evil, because this guy charges an arm and a limb for house upgrades. But there's a lot of fun activities now, except for Bunny Day. Don't talk about Bunny Day. We don't talk about Bunny Day around here because um, the Easter event was horrible. <laughs> Having to craft a whole bunch of shit. But <laughs> it's mostly crafting stuff, selling stuff to get bells, to upgrade your house, to upgrade your island, talk to friends, travel to other islands, talk to your friends' islands. And during this coronavirus outbreak that's going on around the world, a lot of people have taken to social media and have made Animal Crossing New Horizons their new social media. As in, they're literally going on there and they're chatting with their friends on the Nintendo app. They're posting updates in their little villages on the billboard or uh, town board thingy. Um, it's a complex game to explain, but it's easy to explain for people who know Animal Crossings that it's actually a fun game where you have now 150 or more different islanders that can visit and that can come settle on your island. There's more customization options. There's more, literally, everythings to this game. And for me, who played the 3DS version, I literally can't tell you. I play this game maybe three or four hours a day. Sometimes more, when I should be working. But <laughs> I'm sitting here playing, collecting things on my island, digging and going after stuff. And I don't know, Jess, what do you think? Like, what's your opinion on your first Animal Crossing game? Well, this was my first introduction to Animal Crossing, as Brian said. And let me tell you, I'm addicted. <laughs> um, yes, you, as he said, you start off on a deserted island. And for those of us who like those games where you're growing your village, you're growing your crops, it, it's all about your, your growth in the game, not fighting people, um, then this game would really appeal to you because you build up this village, you build your house, uh, you have to build houses for more animals to come and, and live with you, but you have to first go out and invite those animals to come live with you by using your nook miles that you gain and visiting other islands. Uh, so you get to meet these different personalities, these different animals. Uh, you have the workout nut. You've got the zoning hippie-style animals. <laughs> but you also have other animals come and visit you. You can... Uh, sorry, you can go ahead and you can alter your house however you like uh, with flooring, wallpaper. You can decorate any way you like. And it's not just your house, it's the island, it's even your clothes you can decorate. So there are so many different options to be able to make this yours. And the best thing, too, is if you really want, like, say, a, uh, a Han Solo 
outfit for your character, you can go online and you can get a Han Solo outfit. If you can't can't do it yourself, um, I don't know about everyone else. I can't, but somebody else has done the awesome work. <laughs> or Gryffindor. Uh, Brian's character right now has a Gryffindor robe. <laughs> I have yet to figure out how we did that one. <laughs> but the world of Animal Crossing New Horizons is a lot of fun. Um, you can spend hours on there, and we both have. So I highly recommend this. As Jess said, you know, you can. it's all about the customization. It's all about just – if you have to be a fan of role-playing, I think, in order to be able to get into this game too because there's one thing that's annoying about Animal Crossing that a lot of people cannot stand, which is the animal speak, the gibberish, where if I'm sitting here talking Animal Crossing New Horizons, it might sound like – like that, you know, gibberish, which they call animalese. And there's no way to turn that off. Except turn the sound off, but then you is might that a bit like the is it Simish language? It's like Simish, but it can be a little bit more annoying than Sim. Actually, I don't know. Do you remember the Sims, <laughs> Jess? Remember the Sims language? No, I oh, wow, 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 It's similar to Charlie Brown's teacher. Oh, okay, it's similar to Charlie Brown's teacher from blah 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 over the speaker, kind of. Right. But, they added an update in the game compared to the last games. We can actually hold down the B button on your Switch controller, and it'll fast-forward the language so they speak a little bit faster, but the words go still as fast as the screen, so you still have to read. And the game does require reading because you have to read what they're saying. Um, but there's just a wide variety because now they have the ability where you can actually terraform your island so you can make land go up. Land go down. You can build lakes. You can make lakes. Hell, I just saw on the internet today that somebody said, what happens when you do this? Where they took down the entire island, kicked all the villagers off the island, and they made themselves a little tiny little island in the middle of the water. (laughs) They're just sitting there. But they can't do anything because now they're stuck. You won't have but heard have that, a... but in the edit, there'll be Charlie Brown's teacher going whack, 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 whack in the background. <laughs> the, yeah, there's a, <laughs> there's a funny thing about this, though, is that if you get stuck, there's a rescue option where you can actually pull it up and have a helicopter come rescue you. And now they've added an airport where you can travel between your friend's islands, you can go online and travel to random islands, and now, because of privacy issues and everything, obviously... You need to have your friend's dodo code in order to go to your friend's island or play on the same network, which will be a local network, which is how I got Jessica. But in order to add your friends that are on your Switch list, because, guys, if you look at your Switch right now, ladies and gentlemen, look at your Switches, look at your friends list. How many of your friends are playing Animal Crossing? You cannot jump on their island. You have I, to I don't play have any them. friends. It's... Well, for those who do, you know, I don't have that many friends on my Switch either. Me and I have Jess, I have her brother, I have Joe who does the Doom Eternal review here right after mine. He's going to have a kick-ass review, but for me, it's like if you have friends on... Well, it's not for me. For people who have friends that are on your Switch that play Animal Crossing, you still have to actually get the Dodo code to go to their island in order to add them as a best friend in-game because it does not import your friends list into the game itself. You have to build your own friends list in the game. 
So that's the only downfall I think about it. But they're actually adding more stuff for Earth Day and everything coming up this week and next week into the end of May. They just had an update just recently. So they're going to be adding more stuff for you to actually do. And you can actually plant and grow your own vegetables from what I'm hearing. And literally, if you like the stock market, they have their own version called the stock market where you can buy turnips at a low price and you wait all week until you sell them at a higher price to get more bells. It's a high risk, high reward. But that's basically Animal Crossing in a nutshell. I don't know how else to describe Animal Crossing other than I love it with a passion. And I shouldn't, but I do. So how much I, is is it like a fifty, sixty pound dollar sort of game? Yeah, it's a sixty pound game right now, but it's expected to go on sale and if you uh if you go to Best Buy, your local Best Buy if there's any Best Buys over in the UK No there isn't or even on even online you go to Best Buy over here in the States they're doing a special where if you buy that, pay five dollars more, you get an actual bell bag to store like dice or your own coins in it. It's a really good sized bag because normally it's selling for 20 So you're getting it for 5 instead of 20 Cool. And, oh, here's another thing, guys. Not related to Animal Crossing. Also on your Switches, Nintendo just launched an update. So you can actually go on your store on there now. And if you just hover, like when you're, you know, your little cursor thing when you're selecting games, if you just hover over a game, you can see screenshots of games now flow in like a little presentation style on your screen before you click so you don't have to keep clicking on each individual game to go check it out you can just hover over it check the screenshots out and if it looks like something you'll play then click on the game you can read about the game but animal crossing's got that so if you want to check out animal crossing it's on there it's on the most downloaded it was the number one most downloaded game during this crisis last month oh that's that's good so you would recommend the game then basically it's a good game yeah, I would recommend it if it's if you're looking for a game that's a game that's a bang for your buck, uh, just just pick up Animal Crossing because you're gonna have a lot of play hours into it and you're gonna get sucked in. But please note that when the virus is over and we're encouraged to go back out in public, ninety eight percent of people who are playing Animal Crossing probably won't want to go back out in public because they're too addicted to the game. And it's a good way to social distance yourself. <laughs> I've been practicing social distances for nearly forty years. You gotta do what you gotta do, you know? Yeah. Another thing about Animal Crossing, too, is like, I've always been a loner all my life. So, for those of you that are loners out there, you know, who don't really associate with people much out in public, you know, because you like to keep your private life private, basically, Animal Crossing is a good way for you to actually have a public life virtually in a video game rather than people getting involved in your real public life where you can make your own character and design your character from scratch and build your land and it's your island your rules so hell when you play online with people kick people off your island if you don't like them you know if they're taking too much of your well-earned bells that you've created and put stuff out and and yes there's a drawback people can pick up your furniture and move it around um on certain aspects of the game but it's up to you to run your island how you want to run your island that's why I recommend Animal Crossing. Right. So that is good. So that's a game I will never play. <laughs> well, it's not for everybody. I mean, it's not an RPG. It's not a racing game. It's not 
it's just one of those little like phone game things where it's fun. You pick it up, you play it. If you're into it, you, you get addicted to it. If you're not into it, and it doesn't even cost real money. It only costs money just to buy it once, and that's it. Still, it's a lot of money for a, a basic sort of game that you just play for 20 minutes, half an hour a day. Oh, that was the last one. This one you'll pay for... Trust me, I've been playing it four hours a day. Oh, then again, I guess this one, it's it's not just timed things that you're doing. It's like you're also manipulating the actual island and your house and everything. Yeah. So I guess you're... Yeah, you'd be doing a lot more stuff. Yeah, it's a lot more to do. And even after you get your island well established, there's still more to do. Like, you always find new things to do. Constantly Constantly upgrading your houses. Constantly helping your... Neighbors upgrade their houses, constantly trying to talk to your neighbors to get points because, hey, even if you don't like your neighbors. Oh, and here's another favorite. Here's another favorite feature that you might like. If you don't like a neighbor, the way the neighbor's talking to you, when you open your city hall, town hall, whatever it's called now, this rendition, because last game you were the mayor of your own town, um, you can talk to Isabel, which is everybody's favorite dog. There's a meme going on about her right now where she and Doom Guy are together, and she's also friends with. Salad Snake from Metal Gear Salad. But for those of you that know who I'm talking about, she's got her job back again. This time, she's handling problems with residents. So if you find a resident who you don't like the way they look, dress, or act towards you, you can talk to her, and she'll go handle the problem and conflict for you, and then she'll, she, you should see changes on your island so that they won't disrespect you. Because I had one guy on my island who was always like, Hey, what are you looking at? What you doing? Why are you coming to talk to me again? And I was like, I'm like, nope, that's disrespectful. You shut up. You respect me. Go talk to Isabel. Next day, here he is. Oh, hey, partner, how you doing? If only that worked in real life. <laughs> and speaking of Doom Eternal, coming up next is a friend of mine, a roommate of mine, and... He's been wanting to give a review of Doom Eternal. Now, Doom Eternal is a game that just also recently hit shelves, which is also the number one recorded game. And Doom Eternal happens to be a continuation of the Doom series. There's Doom 1, 2, 3, and 64. Then there was the Doom 3 BFG edition. Then there was Doom 2016, which was a reboot of the series, but still connected together, but people didn't understand the storyline and how it connected. Well, Doom Eternal answers that question, and I'm going to hand over to Joe to let Joe talk about his review for Doom Eternal. So, Joe, ready for your Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal spotlight? He's going to pull up his review and he's going to give it to you guys. I just hope that you guys enjoy Animal Crossing if you play it. And especially enjoy Doom Eternal as much as Joe has because he's one of the retro, very few retro gamers that I know who actually love a good fight. So without further ado, here's Joe. Hey, how's it going? Anyways, Doom Eternal. Me and Doom go hand in hand as one of the things that feels second nature. To me, it's kind of like you know how Doom game Isabel is. Anyways, that's uh, that's a completely different story. The adrenaline fast-paced game shows promise that the game don't disappoint. The Predator suit is definitely an upgrade compared to the Doom 2016 release. As you'll get to see 
compared that uh, the difficulty factor is definitely revved up, which means that if you try to punch an enemy, you know, a couple times, well, it's not going to work right away. You're not going to give him the flash. Instead, you're going to be worrying about trying to get, like, part of their body, like, ripped apart before you're able to have them flash. Then it'll be the sign where you're able to perform that glory kill. But, um, you know, you only got a limited time to do that sort of deal, too. I also want to mention that besides, you know, with you killing them, your suit is also able to lob grenades, and it's able to, like, set enemies on fire. You go ahead and you have the combination, and it drops health, ammo, and armor, depending on your actions. The chainsaw also makes a return as well. As uh, you can also use the chainsaw as the worst case scenario. As uh, afterward, whenever you uh, use the chainsaw, you can find them more this time around, like the canisters, unlike the other games where it's few and far between. Um, one thing I could say, as far as like spoiler alert goes. You do fight later on the Icon of Sin, as it wasn't like when you fought it in Doom 2 originally, as it was just the wall and you had to shoot rocket launchers in the back. No, this thing is a living, breathing skyscraper you're going to fight against. You had to fight like hell against it. So, you can also pick up along the way where you can have more than one life. So that way, instead of waiting until your checkpoint, you could just pick right where off where you left off. So I thought that was definitely a different point of view as far as that goes. So also, if you pre-order Doom Eternal, you got Doom 64 along with it, but only if you got the collector's edition. And if you didn't do that, well, not to worry. For many different console systems, a PS4, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, the game is $5. And I'd probably say it's definitely worth picking up. However, here's something that I will say. That they have for the Slayers Net account, if you went ahead and purchased Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom 3 recently, beat those, then you were able to get free suit, avatar, and in-game title. So you can kind of switch that up and everything. I'd probably say, on a final note, if you <clears throat> haven't noticed, well, people were saying as a question, because they don't understand the storyline, that they was wanting to know if it's a different Doom guy every time that you play or if it's the same one. Truth is, it's the same one in every single game. So it's one big continuous storyline. It's just basically what they've done is that they showed stuff that was in the past and they gave it a facelift. Even have stuff returned from the 2016 edition to uh, modern day graphics. It just looks so beautiful. So the only thing I can say is that as far as one last problem, if there is a problem, is that if you haven't gotten your copy, what are you waiting for? Go and get it already. For you need to send those demons back to hell where they came from. Thanks. Now go rip and tear. <laughs> so, so I might as well just ask a quick question. I yeah, I never sort of I bought the 2016 Doom and I never got into it. 
but for me, yeah. from what I've been hearing about the newer Doom that's just come out, it seems even more complicated, the fact that you have to kill the demons in certain ways to get either the health or the ammo or the ammunition sort of... Uh, yeah, it does depend on what you're doing in the situation, but if you combine, like, the different elements, then you can find a way to go ahead and get more armor, or you can kill them regularly, which drops health, or if you're lucky enough, you can go ahead and make them drop ammo and such. But the one thing I will say the difference is, is when I played the Dude 2016 game, wasn't spending, like, a great deal of time, but it was, like, depending on my work schedule and stuff, it took me a week, and then... It took me about 56 days between that time frame to go ahead and platinum the game on PS4. This one is, I would say, not exactly like Cakewalk. Like, it, it proves it doesn't hold back. Right. So, they, they revved up the gift. They, they definitely revved up the difficulty. I can tell you this much. The only reason why I haven't played as much is because I prefer to want to play during the daytime because, well... I will admit, sometimes you do have some rage issues, and nothing feels better than to swear at your TV because you died. <laughs> well, it doesn't become very helpful if you die at that same part 20, 30 times. This is one of those games. You better figure it out and figure it out quick. Otherwise, you might have to go back and do some backtracking to replay over what you had for progress. Yeah, like my save file for Dead Space. Oh, God. Oh, Dead Space is a completely different story, but I assure you the first one is way easier to play than the second one and third one. Those games, it got harder with each release. I still have to sit down and play the third one completely. I never did chance. Never got the chance to. And we will have some retro reviews coming in for you guys as well for retro games. Like I said, I want to have an honest enough time to actually play the Fire Emblem GameCube game that I told you guys earlier about that I've been playing because I'm a diehard Fire Emblem fan, and I just picked up a new game for Switch. Finally, officially, I'm going to be picking it up. Langrisser 1 and 2, I talked to you guys earlier about when we were talking about what games we've been playing. Um, I'm actually falling in love with this game, so I'll be giving you guys a review on that. But there's the Doom Eternal review from Joe. Rip and tear, rip and tear. And if you see Isabel, please take pictures. We want to know where lovely Isabel is, because no one's found Isabel yet. Is she in the game? We don't know. There's rumors. We'll find out soon. But he's right about one thing. Doom Eternal is one hell of a hard game. It's not as bad as Dark Souls or Demon Souls or Shudder to Think. Um, what was that other game? Oh, I can't think of it because it's the forgotten game that I don't even want to think about. It was that hard. But there's that. Yep. So, as you said before, there was no real news this week. So I think we've, we must have about an hour recorded, maybe more now. So I think that will do for episode 244 of the One Up Gaming Podcast. I will just sort of go through, please visit our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. And we've got some reviews on there. And the biggest reviews we've got so far, or the most viewed, is... I've completely blanked on the name, so I will just... I know one of them was, is it uh, filament off something like that? Yeah, that was the one you said you did. Um, um, that one's the second most viewed, and the first most viewed in the last thirty days is the Hunt Showdown, which is a PS4 review. 
Makes me wonder if we're going to end up uh, reviewing uh, the new Predator Hunting Grounds game as well that's coming up. It's like in the last 30 days, we've had over 3,500 visits on the site. So it's not massive, but we're getting more than it used to be. We're getting there. And I'm thinking about doing some how-to-play videos for some of the newer games because... Hey, I got a Gamefly membership, so if there's any games that we can't get to review from companies, I'll try to get them from Gamefly for us and figure it out. Then uh, I just sold my Animal Crossing 3DS game with a bell bag to somebody. They bought it. They didn't even wait for the auction end. They just bought it now. So I sent that. I sent them a little business card with our business on there for the Dating Wars. And then I put on the back, check out OUG Official as well for gaming reviews, videos, playthroughs i'm gonna try to see if i can do some playthrough videos for us and pop them up on there too because i saw that's a popular thing on youtube right now is everybody wants to watch playthrough videos but it's hard to do on the switch because it's having to set your camera because remember i had to do that anthill review game a couple this last year that anthill that we had to review i had to stick the camera right in front of the switch which was extremely difficult (laughs) But the good thing about the Switch is, at least you can take off the controller so you're not stuck with the it right next to the camera. Yeah. Now, I can't say the same thing for Switch Lite, though. <laughs> That's a very good point. You can't even dock that to the TV to get a picture from the TV. There is a rumor that uh, Nintendo's working on a second Switch. They're going to call it the Switch 2, which is going to have two screens on it. Nah. They said they want to try to re- resurrect the Wii U idea. Nah. I don't like that idea. The Wii U failed. Don't try to resurrect the Wii U. Yeah, the Wii U wasn't great. So, please visit our Patreon site. So, patreon.com slash O-U-G. Um, we've got our official merchandise at bluecyborg.com. Just search one Gaming when you go on there. I think there's some t-shirts in a mug. Uh, we've got our music album out. Uh, Games-inspired music. 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play charity. And that's available on like the iTunes and Spotify, things like that. We've got our first 100 podcasts available to buy from audiobooksontape.com. That is £9, and £1 of that will go to the Diabetes UK charity. We have Amazon links on the website. Please, if you're using Amazon, just click on the link. It just takes you straight to Amazon. You pay your normal pay. And we get a small, little tiny kickback just for using the Amazon links and advertising Amazon. We have our Facebook site, we just search 1UP Gaming. We're on YouTube, just search again 1UP Gaming. We're on Twitch, so it's just twitch.tv slash OUG official. If you want to tweet us, it's at OUG official. And if you want to email us, for now, it's just OUG official at live.co.uk. And the podcast itself, please subscribe to us, give five stars, positive feedback. It really helps us grow as a company. And that, I believe, will do for our 244th podcast. Don't forget, guys, during this quarantine, please continue to social distance and keep yourself safe. If you guys have any dreams of wanting to own, start your own business, or if you're trying to attract your dream partner, during this time also check out brianechoes.com and check out the dating warriors on facebook because 
That was Jessica, the other half. For those of you that follow this on a regular basis, you've heard me talk about her several times. But that was lovely Jessica Ferris, my better half, my gaming partner in crime. Check us out as well. We're going to be posting up links and things like that. But that'll do it for me. You guys, everybody stay safe and keep gaming because what else can you do? I love gaming. I don't know about you, David, but I'm passionate. I'll I'll be going to work tomorrow, so. (laughs) Uh, If only gaming was my work. (laughs) I know, I know. Oh, thank you, Brian, and thank you to the others. It's been me, David, World Up Gaming. Thank you. See you next week. Awesomeness. Hi, Justin the Voice here. First of all, we'd like to thank you for listening. Seriously. We really like it when you listen. Yes. But if you'd like to do more than just listen, if you'd like to help us out, well, we have an idea just for you. Visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G. Your monthly micropayment will help us keep going all night long, baby. Oh, yeah. Mostly because we usually record at night. Yeah. But don't worry, baby. We got something for you, too. We've got special benefits for all of our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash O-U-G. Ha 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 ha
call it me taking my shot But I see it as the real record, not for what it's not My eyes open and I can see for what it is I choose to make mine and change how I live By doing what I do, ain't worried about the damn bitch You can have a life, cause I got mine Listen to the fact, LG is on the rise Yeah, the same as y'all to mine